she's a doctor. Hi, I'm Dr. Dovek, and she's a dietitian. Hey, I'm Hannah Schuyler, and together we are the, the Doctor Dietitian Collab. Oh my gosh, we still got it. We still do. We both looked at each other like, wait, do we know what we're doing anymore? I know, <laughs> but we are here, and today we're talking about relationships. I know. Supportive ones, not so supportive yeah. ones, divorce. There's a lot of concern around that. There is. And I think it's something we're seeing more and more of and people kind of expressing to us these concerns of my partner especially is not supportive about bariatric surgery. I know. We have a lot of patients and, and this is something that... I mean, we will see patients come in, they'll be very excited, typically female, I'll be honest, mm -hmm. and they'll go through the whole process. They'll do all of their preoperative workup, they've done Nutri, they've really, you know, educated themselves, mm -hmm. they're ready, they've researched it, let's go. Oh, I'm going to have to cancel my surgery. Yeah. My partner, my husband, my boyfriend, my whoever is not supportive of it. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's crushing. It is crushing. And it's for us too, because we can see their, you can feel the change in their, in their behavior mm -hmm. in those calls. Yeah. It's like this thing that you felt so sure of mm -hmm. this. I've made this big decision, these big moves I'm here and doing it. And then it's like, oh, I guess I didn't really want it. Yeah. I, I guess I can try diet and exercise, maybe the meds, yeah. you know, one more time. And it's, you can tell they're deflated, but I also feel like, I mean, as somebody that's obsessed with um, empowerment and, yeah. you know, all of that, like, why are you letting anyone else's opinion come in, right. get it? You know, it's, yeah, I think, yeah, I definitely, I agree. I'm like, who cares if they don't support it, but <laughs> In the end, it is the person that, you know, generally you're living with. It's your, it is your, your person usually that it, it's your normal support system. So the idea of going through this without them or without that, you know, being really on board would be really challenging. Yeah. I know. And I, I mean, I get that, yeah. you know, and you want, it's the people that are supposed to love and support you the most. No matter what. Yeah. Might feel this way. And I think a lot of it is, and we're going to do a podcast on this. It's, it's change. Mm -hmm. It's changing the comfortable life as they know it. A lot of, especially the women who undergo bariatric surgery are typically the ones that take care of everyone else. Mm -hmm. And they're used to maybe cooking or maybe, you know, um, the kids are worried. Oh, we don't want to lose mom. The, the husband, the spouse is worried. What are yeah. you, what is it going to be like? Are you going to be a different person? Are you going to, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's well, like change. A lot of times it's too, it's the first time in maybe a long time that that person is putting themselves first, mm, yes. which is, really uncomfortable for the other people who are used to being put first. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, I really believe that's the root of almost all of it. Yeah. And and, it, and that takes a lot to unravel. It takes a lot of probably yeah. therapy and self-reflection to really be able to see that, yeah, I, I do want this. I do deserve this. And I shouldn't let this whole thing kind of almost um, take over my mindset yeah. on it. And, and that's tough. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a job for the partner as well as going through that mindset change and and head work of why do I feel this way yes. about this surgery or about this change? Like, okay, let you know. And I don't know that everybody is on board, and it's hard to be on board with a change that you haven't made the decision to do. Like, and now you're being told, well, accept it or go to therapy about this or whatever. And it's like, well. I didn't make that decision, mm, you know. So yes. I'm not in that what we call like the stages of change. 
um, I'm not in that stage. I'm nowhere exactly. near it. Well, there's there's different things. So in the relationship, whether it's the man making the decision or the woman making the decision to undergo bariatric surgery, their partner, they're in a marriage. Let's just talk about marriage. Let's say they also struggle with their weight. And like you're mm-hmm. saying, they are they don't want to give up certain lifestyle habits for themselves personally, whether right. it be like you directly cooking for me, buying the food, those sorts of things, or what I order and what I do. And I, like, I don't want this because, and so then you're going to really like sabotage their mindset and say, I, I'm not supportive because I'm just not ready to make this massive leap. Like you are, you like are. you're saying. Exactly. So there's that, but there's also sometimes we hear my, my partner and my spouse, they don't get it because they don't struggle with their weight mm-hmm. or they, they love to work out or they do different things. And we're just different, you know, physiques, if you will. Yeah. And, um, or maybe even it's just like, we talked about this all the time. Like there's such, so multifactorial why you're overweight, obese, yeah. if, if, you know, genetics, environment, um, you know, lifestyle, all of these different things. And so maybe your bodies are just different and mm-hmm. they just don't, truly just don't understand like, well, why don't you come with me to the gym? Like, right. I hear that all the time. Like they're a personal trainer. Like, I'll, I'll show you how to lift weights. Yeah. Like, let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. And it's like, well, I've done that before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Usually by the time they're with us, again, we've said this many, many times, by the time they're with us, they have tried all of these oh, things. Nice. People have done that. And it is, I think that is a really good point too. And you can usually, you can kind of see that difference. It's very visually like obvious, like, okay, well, yes, you have this, someone who's a normal, you know, normal quote unquote weight yeah. versus the patient. And it's like, they probably have never struggled a day in their life to maintain that weight. Or if they have, it's been very easy for them to, Mm -hmm. you know, lifestyle their way out of it. Yeah. So there's, there's those considerations. Now, I want to also take it to the flip side. We won't just talk about the doom, the gloom, the divorce, where you are going to get there. But starting out first, you know, relationships can actually, and I've seen it a ton of times, Mm -hmm. improve after bariatric surgery in a way that I think a lot of people just almost didn't expect to see coming. Yeah. It's, and it is also the whole thing about changing and doing this. It is the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. So again, do I want to do this? But the good things is first off, the person who undergoes it, their quality of life is obviously improved by losing weight and being more active mm-hmm. and finding better clothes and all the NSBs yeah. and scale victories right. that we see, you know, can be improved by having surgery. And I think that when you feel more satisfied, you do get more confidence. And we're going to talk about confidence as it can be a double-edged sword Yeah, in that it can strengthen your relationship. It's a, it has a great foundation mm-hmm. where it can expose some of the insecurities perhaps of the other Yeah, when you feel like, yeah, why have I been listening to your opinion and not standing up for myself and speaking my mind yeah. for all of this time? So you might find that that positively impacts relationships, obviously. Healthier habits. I mean, your whole not just eating patterns change, but like your activity. You might be now, if your partner spouse is out there climbing mountains, you yeah. might be like, all right, never really felt physically able to do it, but let's now, go. Now let's do it. Now we can do things more together. Exactly. Yeah, and it, sure. might, it doesn't have to be something like rock climbing. I mean, yeah. I, I would never do that, Um, but it could be something like taking a walk. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Just getting out and, and, and having more access to two more things yes. in general. Yeah. Let me insert your relationship here. Do you and V work out together? No, we have. So when we were in Chicago a little bit, we we started to go. He joined the gym I was at and we were doing like 
couple times we went like and he was showing me like some weightlifting stuff because I wanted to kind of get into that. Um, and then like we'll go for walks and stuff together. Yeah. So that's that's the extent of it. Yeah, say. I think. What about you and Aaron? Well, we um do not. Okay. Re- well, actually, no, we do. We play tennis together. You guys now. do tennis, right? Yeah, that's my new thing. This tennis. Um, with that she's obsessed. I am obsessed because I don't like being uh bad at something. I mean, who does? Who do, who likes being a beginner? Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing about even when you decide to embark upon this, you don't know anything about the food, the lifestyle. So it's like yeah. I don't know if I want to learn all this. So. Yeah, there's tennis we do, um, which I think is Did fun. Aaron play tennis before? No. Okay, so you're both beginners going into it new. Yes. Okay. And he's a man, more athletic, but I feel like I'm keeping up. Like, we both, like, are, um, we are both consistently inconsistent. Okay. Like, sometimes I'm like, that was, like, Serena Williams level, like, hit. I just yeah. kind of, like, what was that? And then the next 10, I'll hit over the fence and, like, bash someone's car. Yeah. Like, I definitely have done that, too. Now, the other thing, um, like, we don't take walks together because we have kids. And so yeah. one of them is, is inside. And yeah. Aaron just doesn't like to take walks. And if I do take a walk with him, he always tells me I walk too fast. Oh, yeah. I get that, too. It's like, well, I mean, I want to kind of, like, get my heart rate yeah. up a little bit. Like, it's not just Now strolling. it's not so much a problem because now I'm, like, waddling along. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Your heart rate right now yeah, is probably like over 100. Yeah, high. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then um, we used to take personal training together. Okay. Um, And I like that a lot. Yeah. He loves to go to F45, um, okay. which is a 45-minute class of resistance training. It is, it's actually really well done. Yeah. I'm just I so think that would now. be my jam. You would love it. I would like something. I, I need structure. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So, are you already working out with mm-hmm. with your spouse? Or if you're not, maybe you'll start. And even just, like, walks. Like, you reconnect. Like, you don't have to Absolutely. be, like, running or sweating or dying. You yeah. Can, you can stroll, I suppose. I you guess can. people do that. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it stresses me out to go for strolls. I find them very stressful. Always. If I'm not literally, like, talking fast, walking fast, yeah. moving fast, thinking fast, Whatever yeah. I I'm I am stressed uh, by that uh-huh. for sure. Yeah, that's why we get along. We yeah. get along well. Uh-huh. Hannah does balance out the insanity though, so she's a, a little more mellow. But she is. Yes, she is definitely. Then we have a whole episode on this. Obviously, there could be some increased intimacy. Yes, I've heard like some patients. My patients tell me things. I've developed these relationships. Where, yeah. Like my sex life is wild now. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Good for you. I just saw that on our Facebook group. Someone asked about that. They're pre-op and they were asking about it. And that comment thread is oh, something else being thrown tell. around. I seen this one And all different positions okay. and okay. all the things that these people who are post-op are loving. Well, I love to hear that from yes. your patients because, you know, it's funny. We were at the bariatric retreat in 2022, about a year and a half ago. Uh-huh. Uh, we had uh, different panels, and one of the panels was um, one on fertility, like women's health things. It was by, by an OBGYN. Yeah. And somebody asked the question that, okay, I get it. We are not supposed to get pregnant within the first you know, year and a half, ideally, mm-hmm. you know, at least 12 months. But we have a whole podcast on that as well. But And she says, so sh- what should I do? Because I'm worried about birth control, its efficacy, its absorption. Should I do an IUD? Like, I, I want to make sure that my chances are great. So should I just abstain from sex? And I often think about the OB saying, life is too short not to have good sex. Yeah. So at some point, you're like, okay. It makes you feel more alive almost yeah. because 
you're like, let's go for it. And we talk a lot about those considerations too. There's there's obviously a lot about behind intimacy and, and yeah. having that sort of physical, you know, relationship uh, with with your, your partner. So this could really reignite things. Yeah. And, and it's a connection thing too. I mean, I think, you know, when we think about people being scared for this change, it is, it's kind of like, well, look at, these are some of the flip sides of that, of has your relationship been struggling because intimacy has been a real challenge for you? And that might, that can really make or break for some relationships. Yeah, you know? that's it's, very, very true. Because it's not just the physical act of it. It's that connect, the emotional connection of it in a relationship. Yeah. Or, you know, outside of relationship. Yeah, exactly. Like, do your thing, people. Not everybody's married. And yeah. and we, we have a whole host of different ages mm-hmm. and backgrounds. We got it. We got all kinds of patients. And, and that's the thing. Obesity does not discriminate. Mm-hmm. So we, um, unfortunately, it... It, it, it impacts pretty much everyone. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about divorce now, because I think that's why a lot of people are tuning in. And I think that's a massive concern. Yeah. And when you do a super a simple Google search, you can look up divorce rates after, and then it will complete bariatric surgery. It like completes the sentence. This is often looked up yeah, because people obviously don't want to go through that. So first off, let's talk about the overall American divorce rate. Mm-hmm. So 40 to 50% of first marriages end in divorce. Yeah. Anyway, so one and two are going to end in divorce anyway. Regardless. If you get bariatric surgery, you don't have bariatric surgery, you're overweight, yeah. you're not, that's it. Yeah. So why is that? So, and then the second marriages, each time you get married, it goes, it skyrockets up to 60 to 67%. And it just keeps going up the more times you get married. Yeah. You're more likely to, to break it once off. Once you've done it, thing. once you've had a divorce, just get another one. It's fine. Exactly. So it's just like, yeah, whatever, yeah. here we go. So let's talk about the different reasons why people get divorced. Do you, do you know any of them? What would, what would you think it would be um, some of the, it's like the well, dynamics on. Uh, I mean, I would guess infidelity is probably a top one. Yep. Um, I think age probably plays a factor into it. I always joke that statistically by not getting married until I was in my 30s, I just avoided a divorce. Interesting (laughs) Because I think a lot of times people get married very young and then realize like they haven't grown into themselves. But I don't know if that's showing up on there. What do you think about here? I I looked this up and um, while we're on it, what do you think about people, couples who've been married for 30 or more years? Hmm. Do you think that they would have a higher rate? I would think they'd have a lower rate, but something like an illness could come into play. Um, or again, that you've got you've gone through that whole thing, you've raised your kids, they're out of the house, and now you're different people than you were 30 years ago. Yeah, I think that that might play a little bit into it. Interestingly, there is actually it's there's a name to this. It's called gray divorces. Huh. Gray divorces happen out of one out of every three divorces are gray divorces. People married wow. for over 30 years. I'm shocked by that. And if you're married for 40 years or more, it does go down then. Okay. 40 years or more, it's still one in eight. Wow. So it's That's wild to me. God, imagine dating at that point. Oh, I don't know. The Golden Bachelor's out there now. That's true. So I mean, I, I should watch that. I heard that. Um, that is pretty good. Did really? you see this? I haven't watched it. I can't, I've, I've never been a bachelor or a bachelorette person. Me neither. I've tried and it just, I know. I got to draw the line somewhere. It just kind of annoys me. I know. But I'm, I'm almost thinking I would revisit it with the Golden yeah. Bachelor because it looks very sweet. And these people are like, 
And again, talking about coming alive. Yeah, it's like a rejuvenate. It's not like these young, hot kids. Yes. I, don't know. I, li- I love Watching that. pretty people struggle to date is kind of hard to Aww. do. Yeah. <laughs> Who would I go with? Oh, I know. Sorry. When I was in Nashville, I lived in um, the Gulch, which is an area where, like, all the, the wannabe, like, musicians and mm-hmm. things like that live. Like, when Taylor Swift was like a teen she had a a place in the gulch so Uh i was like it was called the icon building and it's still there she had a penthouse and i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna live in the area that and gosh now taylor swift i'm like wow but anyway there was all these people who lived in my building that were like trying to be or were on the bachelor oh "Oh my gosh there's the bachelorette like she lived i forget i can't remember her name but it was almost like people were like oh that's what they were striving to be yeah Quick side note on that whole thing. I don't even know how I um, got off on that tangent. I have like so many good thoughts about all of this. But um, but anyway, yeah, there's there's that whole thing about dating and all of those things. And I love master classes. Mm-hmm. And there was one um, on there by Esther Pearl, who is a relationship expert. Mm-hmm. And she talks about all kinds of different relationships, not just, you know, ones that you're in from personal, but also like work relationships right, and not just romantic relationships. So she has yeah. all kinds of awesome thoughts. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was like really deep and she has a Ted talk about this as well. I really like went into like a rabbit hole of following her and all of that. Mm-hmm. And you bring up infidelity and, and she talks a little bit about now in the age of, of cell phones and all of that and the digital era, it's, it's like, you can see sometimes relationships unfolding and it's like death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. She talks about, but in this podcast, she said something to me that was so fascinating. And that soundbite was that out of all of our lives, most of us will have two or three major relationships in our life. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes they're with the same person. Okay. So I thought that was so big about how your relationship dynamics can change in a way that your relationship can truly get so better that it's almost unrecognizable to how it was yeah and i think that bariatric surgery is a thing that will make it a new relationship yeah which could be hopefully either it can be a lot better yeah there is a lot a lot there so wait you mentioned the the overall divorce rate yeah what is the divorce rate with bariatric surgery so let's get let's put it out there let's put it out there so there's a lot of studies Mm -hmm. um that are looking at it so there's not like a definitive like this is what it is it's like really hard to study so there are different things now some studies that are out there for example 2018 jama study it suggested that there is a significant decrease in divorce rates among couples after one partner underwent bariatric surgery compared to a control group okay Another study in the Obesity Surgery Journal, 2017, found the majority of relationships either remain stable or even improved after one of the partners okay. underwent bariatric surgery. And finally, one in um, SWORD, which is our, our biggest journal, this is Surgery for Obesity and Related Diseases Journal, in 2019, showed that there's actually positive changes in relationship satisfaction, communication, and sexual intimacy post bariatric surgery so there are three that are actually showing that it's a misconception positive that it that it is better now there are some that are negative there is one um by the university of pittsburgh um that was put out in 2022 showing that 18 percent of unmarried participants actually got married compared to only seven in the control seven percent in the control that did not have surgery so more people that might go back to that confidence thing that you are getting out there dating oh my gosh speaking of quick tangent our 
awesome patient who's on the Facebook support group who said, you know, she was over 500 pounds. She's very public with her story that she had never dated before. And now she's dating. I love that. I love that too. You know who I'm talking about. And I'm sure she's listening. And we are all, I think all 10,000 of us in that support group. Like, how was your date? Yeah, exactly. What was it? What did you guys talk about? She's like, it was really smooth. There was no awkward silences. There was no shortage of conversation. So that to me is like the epitome of what can happen. Um, Sure. You know, she, anyway, I could go on and on, but that was incredible. (laughs) So, I mean, her chances of getting married are are probably higher. And, um, you know, just for all these reasons. And then 8% in this study of married participants got divorced during the study time versus 4% of the general population. So this study is showing that it's higher. Yeah. So I don't think that there is by any means, any definitive conclusion that having bariatric surgery is going to increase it because it's already, unfortunately, one in two. Yeah. Well, and I think that the, when you when you do look at that and you do say like, okay, yeah, it's already half the population or half, you know, half of marriages are going to end in divorce. You can't say either that that wouldn't have happened to that specific couple if surgery hadn't happened, you know? Yeah. So I think there's that aspect of it too, that it's, you it's a correlation versus causation thing, which is just, you know, so this is, you know, you want me to nerd out. We're always well, going to do it. But correlation and causation, this is what gets people confused with any kind of scientific study is they say, well, there's a, the I don't know, what are the dumb ones? Like if you have, if you're a man or if you have brown hair, you're more likely to get struck by lightning. Oh, yeah. Like they're correlated. That, that yes, maybe that's accurate, but there's no reason for it. It just is a thing that kind of happens. So again, the, correlation of sort of divorce mm-hmm. might not be caused by the surgery itself. Very true. I think that there's basically a lot of these things, like you said, they're inconclusive yeah. because you, there's just such a plethora of, of, of variables yeah. that you really, you really can't um, predict can't it. control for. Now, there's all these that are saying that um, 9% did get divorced or separated within four years of surgery. And it's, interesting to me now i i don't know how much this has been studied but i would say that if you are are going to go through it together i think pretty much undoubtedly you're gonna it's gonna strengthen you if if both patients if both people in a couple were to go for surgery i think so if they're both struggling with their weight i mean Mm -hmm. we have lots of amazing examples even in our practice here now of um husband and wife. And it's, uh-huh. it's, and I also think it's like great to commiserate and do it on the same day and just yeah. really like, okay, the diet is, right. um, we're you both on full liquids. the whole lifestyle too together. Exactly. Here's another thought on this. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to okay. turn it a little bit. Okay. We're also always assuming that divorce is a bad thing. Ooh, and I think that point. when we look at this as, you know, it can be that you realize that Maybe you do come out of this more confident and maybe for your partner, it's not great, but why are we making all of this about the partner? Yes. You know, like this could potentially just be a really good thing for that person who has undergone surgery. They have realized like I've gotten my confidence back. I'm not mm-hmm. the person that I was and I've outgrown this relationship or now I can see all of the things in this partnership that were not great. Yes. Or that you're just not the same again, you're just not the same people anymore and maybe for both of you in the long term ending that relationship is going to be the the net positive. Yes. Because like 
Sometimes it's you're not in the right relationship. Oh my gosh, it's so true. People all the time. Yeah, I mean, I can you tell know? you the pre-op area. Seeing this p- partner sitting there, they're not really engaged. They're on their phone. They're not um, making eye contact with me. I'm like, this is yeah. a doozy of a person here. Yeah, sitting here like you, so. like I love this person, this patient, yeah. and I'm like, why are you with this person? Yeah, I think all the time I'm like, oh, I can't wait. Like, let me get the countdown. Five, four, three, two, good. He's gone. We're evil. I know we are, but I some. I mean, but you know, when you're too close to it, you don't see it, and you right. don't realize how detrimental some of these people are to you from so many aspects. And again, it doesn't mean that 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 person then isn't going to go and find the relationship that actually works for them so i think that it just it can be positive for both people like i don't i don't want that to come out and be like yeah just divorce you know break up or whatever but sure i think it can really put both people back into a new light of this just wasn't what we what we thought it was all the all along i agree i agree and and just back to the whole reasons for for relationships to not work out Mm -hmm. one of the big ones is communication yeah it's that you can't resolve conflicts. And a lot of that does have to do with stress. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're building a house now. We're starting, you know, there's all those things. And it's and it's stressful and and how you resolve conflicts. I think one of the biggest things that people get stressed over, obviously, is money, mm-hmm. financial strain and financial difficulties and disagreements over how money should be managed and mm-hmm. what you should spend it on. And just now the holidays are upon us and, you know, budgets and spreadsheets and, oh gosh, do you really have to get that, um, nail out on? Like, yes, I do. Like, you know, like (laughs) question my, my natural hair color hair, you know, like hundred percent natural. One hundred. Yes. It's found in nature. (laughs) Yes. This white hair color, you know, and this stuff is this, this natural look is really, it's really expensive actually, you know, as you know, too. Mm -hmm. So there's all of that. You brought out infidelity, just, you know, trust and, and that sort of thing. And that's tough. And and lack of compatibility. Back to yeah. back to what you were saying before. People have differences in values yeah. and their goals in life, their just lifestyle and how they live. Yeah. You know? And, I, and again, I think that that's where it is. It's a lot of times you can probably look at wh- when did you get into this relationship? Where were you at in your life at that time? Was And have things changed? I mean, you look at the political spectrum has ended people's relationships oh, in the last decade or that's so. That's true. People, that, that has come in and changed. So it's like, again, these are all just confounding things that happen in life regardless, yes. you know, of irrespective of bariatric surgery that can happen and change a person to cause this. Absolutely. Another relationship. So obviously we've been focusing a lot on, um, on romantic relationships, yes. but I also think this plays into the whole family dynamic. Yeah. And like we kind of touched on earlier, especially with our women, we know that oftentimes they are the primary caretaker. They may also be working, you know, outside of the home. Um, you know, obviously we're, in modern society where women are working and participating and doing all of that. So I think that that's the other thing that people can be afraid of. And maybe it's not that the kids are afraid, but it's that the partner maybe is afraid of, well, how is this going to change? And now am I going to have to step up at home? Mm. What is our family's diet going to look like? Because obviously we put, you know, patients are on a more restrictive diet. I talk to a lot of people who have kids and they're like, well, how do I still feed my family? Cause obviously a kid's diet is much different. You know, they need more things. They're growing. Their their bodies are developing. We're not trying to restrict and we're not trying to 
you know, I'm always very cautious of, you know, we don't want to put any disordered eating patterns onto these kids or anything that's mm. coming because their parent is going through this process. Right. So I think that that's something else. And that, I, I do think that's a valid and legitimate concern for somebody to have. And, and a lot of times it's the patient themselves that's having that. Mm. But I can also see it from the partner side of things of like, okay, so what, what do dinners look like now? Yeah. You know, when you're over here with your little plate and it's no carbs and it's, you know, like this and then our kids still want to eat what kids eat yeah um so yeah I think that all of those or again the lifestyle that kind of stuff just in general yeah you know just kind of going personal I think a lot of people I would assume are intrigued by my family relationship dynamics yeah (laughs) I'm sure they're like what what goes on with this woman's life and I'm very open I'm I'm really out there I have three kids. I'm married to Aaron. You guys have seen the pictures. If you follow me on Instagram, all of those things. And our relationship dynamic is so bizarre. I mean, I think it is. It's it's just non-traditional. It's traditional Yeah. It's unconventional. There's no two ways about it. Yeah. I, I, when it comes to what do we eat and how do we do those sorts of things, we, we should eat more together. We don't, we don't eat together as much as we, we should, which is, I think one of the, one, oh, I mean, I would love your opinion as uh, like as a dietitian from a nutrition mm-hmm. standpoint. I feel like if we would not be so busy and chaotic and eat together, we would eat better, perhaps. Yeah. Like all uh, everyone, yeah. It's generally the the kind of consensus is if we sit down for a meal. Um, and of mm-hmm. course, it depends on what you, you serve. I mean, there's no two ways about what you put on the plate it makes a difference. But yeah. I think when we can all sit down, you tend to have more. First, you get more connection in those relationships. Yeah. Um. But then also, you you're more you're more mindful of how you're eating. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to eat slower because your kids are going to ask you a thousand questions yeah. or tell you about their day and yes. you know and and all of that kind of stuff. So I, there is definitely and there's research behind that as far as like that dynamic and that's a good point to bring up because again that's something that as you're prepping for surgery yeah. and you start to implement some of these types of things and. I think that's totally a, a thing to do because it's going to benefit the person that's going through surgery. It's going to also benefit mm-hmm. that family dynamic. And then you can have those conversations that are going to come up over the mealtime anyway of, well, why is mommy eating differently? Why is daddy's food different? You know, like we can talk about that, but then it can be in a more neutral way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, my kids always are obsessed. And I guess I don't say like, I must say it a lot. Yeah. Um, how much sugar is in this? Yeah. They're obsessed with asking how much sugar. And my mother-in-law, I can tell, just cringes like, these kids are going to be weird. But I, I they yeah. do ask. That does not stop them from eating it. Right. And I've told this to you before. There was one time we were doing like a, a Fit February challenge. Mm-hmm. And every day I would put like what Aaron and I were eating. And then in one of the pictures, the kids were in the background and they were clearly eating like chicken nuggets and fries. Yeah. From ch- like Chick-fil-A or something. Yeah. And we were eating this like uber healthy chicken breast on a salad and all the things. And somebody wrote on the post, well, why is it that that you guys are eating healthy, but the kids are eating junk? Yeah. And people like jumped on her like, oh, but I was like, she's absolutely right. Yeah. She is right. But gosh, Hannah, you're going to see here. Yeah. It's you think you're a dietitian. You you follow the lifestyle. Like the... Oh my gosh, the, the school, so yes, the reality. Yeah. I'm like, I cannot control what they get at school. They get free meals now yeah. and breakfast and lunch that they get. Yeah. And it's like, oh, cool. It's like 
it's donut day. It's I'm like, well, donut yeah. day. They get milk and everything. There's always juice. Like you can't like say, you don't ever drink that. You don't drink yeah. juice. You don't drink things with sugar. Like, well, and again, that's where it is that, that dynamic and this is just going off of, like it is, it's that healthy relationship with yeah. food of recognizing when those things are appropriate and how often, you know, like, yes. and, and, you know, disconnecting that idea of like good and bad foods are healthy and unhealthy, which then is unfortunately the schools then teach it that way. It's, it's a whole thing. Like I know there's a lot eating is a, a, a big topic. I love, I always tell my patients, this is just a total promo. I've never actually used their services, but I follow them on Instagram. I tell my patients with kids, I love the, um, account kids eat in color. They're on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I think that's their website as well. Kids eat in color. It's a dietitian. It's a um, speech language pathologist is on their team. They have a psychiatrist on their team. Wow. Or maybe it's a PTOT. Some they have some sort of therapy that that helps with all. This. So they look at like picky eating is a big thing of theirs. Um, so I always talk to to, to people about that one. So that's just my like tangent like yeah. call out. But um, yeah, I think it is interesting. And this again, this goes into like. This, these are the things that should be considered when mm-hmm. we're looking at going and making a huge lifestyle change for one person in, especially in a family, Yeah, because it is going to impact that. And then, but again, how do you make that fit into your family's life? Because it is, the kids do eat differently from the parents oftentimes. Now, do I think kids should generally eat what we're serving? Yeah. So if we're serving quote unquote kid food right, all the time, that's what they're going to eat. But if it's that or nothing, because they're a picky eater, mm-hmm. we're going to go with feeding them the food yeah. because they need the food. I know. You know, and that's yeah. the that's the end of it. It's the same with the breastfeeding versus formula feeding. Yeah. Is breastfeeding like the gold standard? Yeah. But if it's not working for you, give them formula. Like, absolutely. Or yeah. do both. Just don't do neither. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. all that matters. Like, exactly. So... I mean, and yeah, there's, there's so many aspects of all of that. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, we, you know, we've gone through all the considerations. I would love to hear, you know, what our patients think. Mm -hmm. I hope that we can have a a spirited conversation maybe in our support group. Yeah. I think a lot of people speaking of, they do post in the support group as that safe place that Mm -hmm. they're partners or their kids or whoever mm-hmm. who's putting this kind of or parent pressure oh yes mm-hmm. sibling siblings there's a lot of dynamics yeah. relationships are yeah. out there obviously we focus mostly on romantic relationships but i think a lot of this can play in um with those other ones and and kind of going back i know we're trying we're wrapping up here but that's one thing that we i feel like the change of it and that mm-hmm. is something and i think what we see too especially in the family dynamics and sometimes in the relationship dynamics is two people or more people who have always struggled with their weight mm-hmm. and i think that that is where then you can start to see either inadequacy a feeling of inadequacy from the person who's not going through surgery whether that's a parent mm-hmm. or a sibling or a, a partner of like well, they're going to do it, but I'm not going, you know, I'm not ready yet. And that's totally fine. It's not to say that you, anybody has to do this or has to be ready, but right. I think that that feeling really plays into a lot of it too. And then it's a control thing as well. Uh, yeah. I think there's a lot of that that goes on. I hate seeing that. We yeah. see it and it's, it's hard to accept mm-hmm. strong, fierce, yeah. independent females. Yeah. It's hard to see like, oh, but yeah. we understand Someone coming out of their shell. 
and yeah. becoming that person too. Like, come here. We yes. got you. We got you. Your babies. I know. We just want, we want, we want the best for you. And if you feel yeah. that surgery is that, then oh, sometimes you're up against a lot of, yeah. um, external forces. And this is also where I would say, if this is something that you're recognizing as you're approaching yes. this, you know, you're getting pushback from anybody, look to a, like a mental health professional, find, seek a therapist, seek a marriage counselor, yes. you know, like really dive into this. Or if you, you know, whatever your support system mm-hmm. is, try to find that and have those conversations and, and, you know, try to lay it all out on the table of like, why are you so resistant to this? Are you just afraid of surgery? Are you afraid that I won't wake up? Yeah. Are you afraid I'm going to leave you? Are you, you know, what, mm-hmm. what is it that is so concerning for you? And because there's probably a way through it as well mm-hmm. to figure out like, okay, well, that's what's bothering you. Let's take the next steps to, to resolve that. Yeah. I think those are great action steps. I mean, we talk a lot and we have recognized the problems and, uh, I, we should be, we should be good, um, you know, to be able to, to live out our dreams and, and yeah. push forward with it. Absolutely. All right. Well, as always, like you said, we want to hear from you. Let us know how things are going. If your relationship is like rock star and amazing and you're like, you know, having great things happen after surgery, we'd love to hear it. Um, I'll, of course, if you have any questions or concerns, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can find us at Dr. X Dietitian on Instagram, um, at our website, drxdietitian.com, uh, at Dr. Dovek, at hannahskyler.rd, anywhere. Just look us up. You'll find us. Absolutely. We got it. So, well, on that note, um, we should continue this conversation after the new year with a support group that we do via Zoom. So be part of that conversation. and Bring your spouse. There you go. It's always an intimate place of of us really just sharing and getting into it. So we can go for it. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining and we'll see you guys next time. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.